There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. oh and look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Bowen, a lot to discuss up top. Yeah, a lot to discuss. I mean, there's really a thick, thick, thick gelatinous air that we have to cut through um, yeah. with all that's going on. Let me say, like, loud and clear, because I know from your experience, on a plane. Yes, Bone was on a plane. I was. I was on a plane yesterday. He's in Denver currently. I am. I'm quarantining in my parents' basement. What did what I did see? What did you see? What did you what did you see with your own I eyes? I saw a lot of well, first of all, let's let's set the baseline. A lot of masks. Everyone had to wear a mask, of course, to get on the plane, but a lot of people on the plane taking the masks off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the flight attendants, and I don't Drag them. No, no, no. I'm not going to drag them because they're in a tough spot because a lot of the flight attendants not saying anything to the people who are taking their masks off because, well, first of all, I should say that the masks, the people who are taking the masks off are exclusively like hetero, white, middle-aged boomer couples. Yep. And mask performance in a different sense. Of course, hegemonic performance. Performance, a lot of the masks hanging off the chin. This is what we call not wearing a mask. This is called mask performance, M-A-S-K. 
M-A-S-K performance. And that ain't a mask. That's a damn hammock, honey. And that's actually rule of culture number four. That ain't, that a, mask, ain't a mask. That's, that's a, a damn, damn hammock, hammock honey. honey. If it's not on your mouth, it's not counting. It better cover the nostrils, too. I was going to say, thank you for, for, for covering the nostrils. So um, it was this. It, it was just a lot of Karen and Chad energy coming from these people who Very didn't that. have their masks on. And it's like, I don't want these flight attendants, these flight attendants who are working, who are putting themselves in, you know, in danger by working. Yeah. Um, I don't want them, they, I don't think the onus is on them to berate these people and then and to risk like a big outburst. Um, well, you know. the case is be rising. And we, sh- yes. we also need to say, this is what I've, I, I've meditated on this. And this yes. is what I've come to. Yes. The only individual who should not be wearing a mask is Famulan. She is the um, only one who has proven with time that it is not good for her to wear the our mask. Guest because now is she sees when she wears the mask, and these are Christina Aguilera's lyrics, not yep, mine. Yep, yep, yep. Now she sees if she wears a mask, she might fool the world, but she may not fool her heart. Mind you, Mulan's story takes place hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And if she were to be walking around this culture, this particular she culture, she would not wear, have to wear the mask. I would say allow her to unmask. But the fact of the matter is, we she's not around currently. No. In fact, she was famously postponed this year. Yes, she was. Um, you know, we'll see if we'll see if we ever see it. You know? I want. I was so excited to see M- Ms. Too. Mulan in theaters. I thought that the trailer looked epic. Mm-hmm. Looked very good. Looked very good. I loved watching my queen with a blowout in the middle of a battle. My, your queen. She can be both of our queens, Bowen. But I've never seeing you lay claim to Mulan. This is the first time I've ever seen you. <laughs> I'm of. not laying claim to Mulan. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's actually just get that straight. Okay, okay, I'm okay. just saying she, she this summer was, she was supposed to be all of our queens. Yes. Well, there's a lot of colonizing happening on the pod right now. Oh, my word. Just kidding. Fine. Can I, can, I, can I redirect towards something that's more... I, I do want to speak on something. Yes, please. You might have noticed that I have this very tall glass of red wine. Yeah, you're topped up. This is a salute. Okay. Because someone else in this world enjoys a big glass of red wine. And that someone is Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Now, a lot of people reaching out to me to get my sort of um, reaction to the news that Kelly is divorcing. And here's the thing. Everyone, this is a real person to me. This is my real hero. And so all I have to say is I love Kelly. I know this is probably not easy for her. And I hope everyone has compassion. Yes. Because honestly... That's something we have to unpack too is like the celebrity divorce of it all. It's taken me to this 30th year of my life when it's my queen that I stand and I say, everyone stand down. Stand down. This is not a time for your oh. your presumptions. This is not a time for anyone's commentary. Let no. the woman grieve. I would say that the a lot of the conversation that I've sort of seen around Kelly um, is that it, it has been compassionate. Everyone's like just... Hoping for the best. She is the best. It must be hard. For, it must be hard on the on the little Blackstones, the little children. Yeah, Blackstones. Blackstock. Blackstocks. I'm so sorry. It's actually rule of culture number fi- number fifty. It's Blackstock. Blackstock, not Blackstone. Not Blackstone. She will have her name legally restored to Kelly Clarkson. Mm. I feel very sad about this because it's famously she sang piece by piece and had a difficult childhood of divorce, and th- this is a tough one everyone so please be compassionate towards yes. kelly i'm drinking a big glass of red wine in her honor 
We love and, you, Kelly. Um, we love Kelly. And I just, if you're listening. everyone was sort of tagging me, being like, well, how is Matt Rogers dealing? Not well. Yeah. Didn't I'll need look- this on top of everything else. Of course. We could call it, we could call it a traumatizing several months. Absolutely. I want to quickly um, point out before we move on um, and introduce our guests. We're so excited that they're here. We're so this excited is an that epic our guest day. is here. It's an epic day for a lot of reasons. Well, first of all, we should say um, we're recording this June 15th, 2020. This is the day that the Supreme Court ruled six to three that Title VII uh, in the Civil Rights Act of 1964 protects LGBTQIA plus employees. Shocking to see good news. Shocking. My body almost didn't know how to internalize something good. I was like, sure. what? This wait, doesn't wait a make sense. Totally. When was the last time you felt pure, like, I was? I would say rain on me. No, it's been pretty recent. Rain on <laughs> me was a moment of elation. And also, I should say, we also have not talked about Chromatica. We have not talked about Chromatica on this podcast. And actually, it's a great guest to have. It's a great guest to have. We have a truly holistic guest who is perfect for... Um, these times, I would say. I can't think of a better guest to have on in this moment. And I've yes. been very inspired all my, let's call it a young adult life by this guest. But in these moments, this is a true beacon of light in the dark that we truly, have, that we're truly. lucky to have on the pod. And actually, well, let's just say, let's go, th- go through the credits, Bo. Okay, I'll go through the credits. Well, first of all, yeah, I, we're going to butter you up, guest. I, I think it's important. This, this, this is a little tonal shift, but I think it's important that we... Um, just say their names, uh, Toyin Salau, uh, Richard Brooks, Robert Fuller, Malcolm mm. Harsh. Um, not not at all comprehensive um, within the last couple weeks, these deaths, but... Um, they continue. We, they continue, and um, there is justice to be sought in every corner of this country, and that's why we keep fighting this. Um, and we have a true, true, true fighter in this fight, I think. Um, an ally in every sense, someone who is putting themselves in the line of fire in, in so many ways and who has had some very, 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 what I would say are traumatic experiences with just the political infrastructure of New York City, of this country. But thankfully they are running for office in New York City and we're so happy to support them mm-hmm. uh, in their campaign. Okay, so the credits are, they are currently sitting on Community Board 9 in New York City and Manhattan. They uh, were appointed by the Speaker of uh, the City Council to um, be an advisor on the New York City Nightlife Advisory Board. And uh, they are currently running for Council District 7 in New York City, serving Upper Manhattan. They are a drag artist, an activist, a truly a nightlife fixture, I would say, in New York City. I, I would say one of the most recognizable figures yes. in nightlife. And I, this goes back to when I remember being, I remember I saw. <laughs> This this queen, I saw do a performance of it's all coming back to me now. It started oh in the venue. It went out onto the street. <laughs> it never stopped being a perfect lip sync. It was uh, perform months. It was drag performance. Yes, it, this is a explosive performer on top of everything else. And like you said, Bowen, if we have anything to say about it, future city council member. Absolutely. Yes. And that election is coming up in 2021. And I think we're going to hear a lot more about that one. Mm-hmm. Let's going to have to listen to that one. Going to have to listen to and support that one. Absolutely. So everyone, please welcome to your ears. Marty, Marty Gold, Gold Cummings! Cummings! <laughs> 
With a with a full beat face, we should say. No, well, I took my lashes off and my wig off because you said you weren't filming. So that's no. Good. Listen, exactly. Um, first of all, I feel like I got to know you as a short haired queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my my husband likes to say that it's because of him that I wear wigs now, and I'm like, mm, fuck off. No, wait, what um, does that mean? Uh, yeah, I, he's like, I helped your drag. I'm like, no, you didn't. Uh, what is he? He needs to absolutely step back. He, he needs to take several seats. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, as I'm an artist, I evolved. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like sh- you, you have to reinvent yourself. Um, mm. I okay. Do you know how hard it was to not laugh with you talking about Mulan and Sweet Kelly Clarkson? Like, were you looking forward to Mulan? Yeah. The okay. Rest of the so world? when I was a, I don't Go remember on. how old I was when the cartoon came out, but my aunt and her friend and the friend's son and I went to see Mulan in the theaters, and mm. I uh, was captivated. And yes. mesmerized because you know the voice of Leia Salonga is the voice. Leia, of God. I was gonna say Leia, yeah. Um, and I I threw a, a fit when my mom came to pick me up from my aunt's house because I was like, no, we need to go see Mulan again right now. Yeah. And I was like, no, we gotta go. Uh, and I was like, no, I know there's another showing. I saw it on the board when we were leaving. We have to go <gasps> the back the same day. This I needed to see it again. I was so obsessed. <laughs> you demanded a repeat viewing. Yes, I was so obsessed. And <laughs> and when she was like. Okay, also, what's his name? The Who's Donny Osmond play? Which is... Um, oh, uh, Lee Shang. Captain Lee yeah. Shang. Yeah, first of all, that's bullshit that Donny Osmond played this character. Well, oh, it was BD it's Wong, a, but then but uh, Donny Osmond was the oh, singing voice. Oh, okay. okay so, wait, yes. that was BD? I didn't know that was BD. Yeah. We yep. love BD Wong. We stand we BD, BD Wong. Wong. Um, Absolutely. So that's good. We love BD Wong. But also, <laughs> BD Wong is a good singer, so why did he not sing it? I was going to say... Yes, I was going to bring that in. I ha- I have not asked BD himself. Actually, this would be a great opportunity. I will... Should I call BD Wong? Yes. <laughs> he's a friend let's, of the family. He's we a friend of the family. A, we got to have him on soon. I can't okay, believe we have this is it. the thing. BD Wong is one of those people who I have his number... Uh, but he's not somebody I feel like if I called him he'd be like I can text him right now and be like if Marty Gould Cummings calls you you pick up you pick up the damn phone BD I have to he, say BD is a national treasure and, and also I, yes. I have a little crush on BD Wong also. Oh, so do so I and, and yeah. in, per, in person it's actually a little overwhelming because he I was in years ago and did a, <gasps> a YouTube interview well, I had this like weird YouTube show when I was like 20 and I, uh, and I he like was like oh yeah come to my house and I was like, sure. Uh, but but then I, I did one of those like, oh, let me use your bathroom so I could like find the Tony. Didn't don't know where it is. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Um, but he's so nice. Yes. He's so nice. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, and he uses this platform for such good. He's always he giving back to the yes. community. Love him. But the the point of this was I had such a crush also on what's the character's name? Lee Shang. Yes, Lee Shang could get it twice. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could see his Break nipples. My I think. Arm oh no, you couldn't off. see his nipples. Actually, <laughs> yes. Break my arm Break right my off. Arm off. I always, I always want. Well, I, I, the way I always like sort of say where I am on the scale of how attracted I am is how much I want them to physically hurt me, and mm. I feel that Li Shang could break my arm right off. You got to go I mean, to Falsam if that's your your oh, yeah. story. Apparently, <laughs> that's actually my scene, and I didn't know it. But he was <laughs> when he said, "Let's get down to business." I was, I mean, how I don't know how, how young I was, but I was whole up, whole up. Oh, he was so hot. It's a tra- and I, I like love. Oh, Mulan, she's beautiful. Mulan's beautiful. one of the beautiful most beautiful girl. women in the world. One of the most, beautiful, most beautiful women man. in the world. And absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, in and a beautiful man. Talk about drag Honey. performance. Honey, one of Honey. the very first boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Marty, you just came from Stonewall, so there was, a, there was an event there. There was a rally there. 
um, to celebrate this ruling. How was it? Yeah, well, my friend Sammy Oliveros, who I love, uh, Sammy's running for uh, district leader in Brooklyn and state committee. Uh, Sammy's an old friend of mine, and uh, uh, he texted me today, and he goes, oh, we have to do something. Let's yes. do it. And uh, I said, sure. So we we, we, we called um, uh, Jason Rosenberg, who is a part of ACT UP, and we called our friend Wyatt Harms, who works at BuzzFeed, and then we called um, Peppermint and and mm. um, Tanya Walker, who is part of Equality New York, and, and we called... Uh, uh, T.S. Candy, who 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 is advocating for uh, the decriminalization of sex work, and mm-hmm. and we had this beautiful showing of the community. Uh, uh, we had people from Gays Against Guns. There. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you know, we were celebrating this incredible historic moment, but also we were like, okay, so we did this. This is great. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, there's so much happening in the country right now. You know, like this, for those of you who don't know, the Supreme Court ruled six to three, which is, first of all, a big deal because a lot of times in these civil rights cases, it will be a, a, a much closer vote. So to have six to three is really fantastic. Yeah. So if you're LGBTQIA, you cannot be fired uh, from your job anymore. That is now federally illegal. Work, bitch. I want to go up into the gig and be like, I'm a faggot and you can't fire me, little bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to say that on the microphone when I'm running running for office. So I, I was like, yes. well, I, I don't think NBC will air that uh, with <laughs> their news crew. Uh, but the, the intention of my speech was, I'm a faggot, you little bitch. And that was, I'm sure that was felt by everyone that was there. <laughs> um, okay, I... I was like, can I say that? I don't care. I can say that. No, you can say that on here. We get in trouble for saying faggot, and I'm like, then don't listen. We're going to say faggot, actually. That's one of the things that's going to be the cornerstone of this. My mom always says, she goes, she says, don't say that word. And I said, oh, no, Maggie, I can say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Uh, not to bring it down. But there is a, a lot still happening in this country. We have a long way to go. In mm-hmm. New York, we still have to repeal the walking while trans law, which impacts particularly black trans women, where the cops can literally just see somebody who they perceive to be trans and stop and frisk them and arrest them for sex work, even if they're not, even sex if they're workers. not in, even if they're not sex workers. Yeah, it's, and that's how Laylene Palenko was picked up. She yeah. was held on $500 bail. She died in Rikers. The video just came out the other day yep. where they show her asking for help. The corrections officers laughed at her, closed the door, opened Ignored. the door again, laughed at her, and she died. Yeah. So... So there's so much that needs to happen. We need bail reform. We need to—the city council also last year, they're closing Rikers in 2026, which is great. Mm -hmm. But then they put $9 billion into building four new jails. That's wrong. When I'm in city council, I'm going to work to reverse that ruling because, uh, yes, we need to close Rikers. But why are we putting $9 billion into jails? There's so many people who are in jail who shouldn't be there. Right. We need to look at their cases. We need to de- decriminalize sex work, decriminalize marijuana, expunge the records of people who have that on their record. And we need to put that $9 billion, we need to put that money back in, in communities that need it. We need yes. to defund the police. The Absolutely. New York City Police Department has a $6 billion budget. We need to take, uh, they're calling for $1 billion uh, for this current cycle. July 1st is the, the budget. $4 billion is plenty for a city of our size. $4 billion is plenty. Think so about we, that amount of money. It's so crazy. It's so crazy, especially when you have uh, youth and senior services, yep. education, uh, health and hospitals, parks and rec, mm-hmm. housing, affordable housing, combined, combined their budget doesn't even equal the NYPD's budget. And then for police misconduct, they've spent almost $300 million in paying off lawsuits, settlements, 
Do you know what you could buy with $300 million? Do you know how many doctors and nurses would have PPE? Absolutely. How many homeless people experiencing homelessness we could house? How many students in schools we could get uh, laptops and iPads for so they could use them to learn? Mm -hmm. There's so much we could be using this money for. Um, mm -hmm. And and so, the, so yes, the Supreme Court ruling today is great, but there's so much still happening. Rand Paul, the, one of the senators from Kentucky, is is stopping the lynching law. Lynching is still not a federal hate crime in this country. Unbelievable. And we have these three cases that have just been reported in the last week of people who they're calling them suicides. They're not suicides. These people were lynched, yes. hanging from trees. It's insane to me. Yes. Uh, so there's so yes, this is a great win. It's a joyful moment that we need from the Supreme Court, but there's so much. The fight is nowhere near done. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, there's so many things to sort of touch on with that. It's like, first of all, to say that um, <laughs> a black person hanging from a tree is, to rule that as a, as a suicide is so intellectually and historically and racially insulting on so many levels. Um, it's bullshit. So it's, every, and it also talks down to everyone. You'd think that everyone can't can't see through that. Like, it's just crazy that, that they think the public is just going to accept that as truth and move on now in 2020. This is, it's ridiculous. And it really just shows that, you know, People in power truly do think that the public is dumb, but that's it's 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 like the way that they talk down to us and the way they just kind of cut print and move on. And the fact that the media hasn't always been as sensitive to this, like we know now we have everyone's number and it is not going to stop and we're not going to stop when we just get one positive thing. I mean, I think those days are over by thinking that one election going our way solves anything. It, it, that's when the work starts. Well, yeah. look at what the media is doing. You know, I don't want to be one of those queens who's like, well, the media. But no. when you have when you have this stuff happening in our country, people are protesting mm -hmm. for the equality of black people who have yeah. been denied rights for almost 500 years in this country. Um, since before this country was a country, you know. Uh, and then you have when slavery is abolished, you then have the um, mass incarceration is put into play, making yep. modern day slavery. And we've only had the Civil Rights Act for since the 1960s. So it's very yeah. new, you know? So so our leaders need to be leaders. We need to vote out the pieces of shit who are, are oppressing people and holding them down. It takes longer to get your barber's license than it does to become a police officer. That's fucked. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not that I want my barbers to be trained too because I want a nice haircut. Of but course. Everyone can be trained. Yes, but I want our police to be vetted and even more trained. And in 2004, the Bush administration's FBI came out with a study that said white supremacists are infiltrating our police forces and our law mm -hmm. enforcement, and nothing has come of that study since. So that's 16 years ago. Think about that amount of money, everyone. I mean, the amount now that we're really seeing, and I think it's the first time that it's ever being really widely circulated, just how much money does go to policing in this country. And you're talking to three people who lived in New York for a long time, and Bowen and I, we have been, we worked in story parts where we went to schools, many low-income schools, and the, you're, if you're going to tell me that the NYPD needs that amount of money, and I'm telling you, it is squalor. Some yeah. of these elementary schools, it is crazy. They have no money. It is a joke. We need to put more money in education. Absolutely. The New York school system, and a lot of people don't realize this, the New York City school system is one of the most segregated school systems in the entire country. Absolutely. So, that needs to be fixed immediately. And we also need to get cops out of school and social workers and nurses into schools. Yes. When you have more cops than than nurses or social workers and, or psychiatrists, psychologists in schools, that's wrong. You need to, to help kids' mental and spiritual health uh, 
uh, as well as get, getting a good education. And what I wanted to say about the, the media also is they're airing uh, the protests. That they're, so, so, for example, in Georgia, uh, they're saying, oh, the Wendy's caught on fire. Well, they're burning the Wendy's. Well, why are they burning the Wendy's? Yes. Because the police killed someone. That's yes. why. You yeah. know, if, if you, you know, people have been oppressed for 500 years, light it the fuck on fire. I agree with you. You know, like yeah. stop killing people. Stop killing innocent black people. I agree with you. The redirection is, that keeps happening is so, it's, it's really pathological. Dishonest. It's, yeah. 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 It's intellectually dishonest. Um, I mean, when people say defund the police, what they mean is you dissolve police departments to, um, to a, within a reasonable level. I mean, it's not even, uh, whatever. You dissolve police departments down to a, a certain level so that they become one part of a very large web of social services so that so that you don't call on police to handle situations that they're ill-equipped to even solve in yeah. the first place, even with They're not trained funding. to solve many of the things they're called to deal with. Police exactly. doesn't, doesn't need to be every 911 call, you know? Nope. Like, right. find out what's happening and send the proper resource. But look at what Camden, New Jersey did and now what Minneapolis is now doing. Uh, they abolished their police department and now they're rebuilding it from the ground up. Uh, they did that in Camden. That's something they're working on in Minneapolis. I'm not sure how far along they are, you know, which is where George Floyd died. Um, and two friends of mine are on the council out there. Andrea Jenkins, the first black trans Andrea woman. Jenkins, uh, Yeah. Uh, and Philippe Cunningham, who's a, a trans black man. Yes. Um, they're incredible leaders. They're doing great work on the city council, the two of them. People say the system's not working. The system is doing exactly what it was designed to do in America, yes, which is oppress yes. certain groups of people. So we need to dismantle the system and rebuild it so it's equal and equitable for everyone. Yeah, that's actually, I'm happy that you said that because something that I wanted to say on the podcast is it actually was a misuse of language on my part on the episode that we did a couple weeks ago because I totally agree with you. It's not that the system is broken. It's that the system is racist and the system is working to serve white people. And if you actually really trace it back- Particularly white men. What rich white men who, oh, that's really what it is. It's in the beginning of the, our country, it was really to, all to protect rich white homeowners or landowners. So if you trace it all the way back to why we even have police, you'll find very dark reasons for why we even have police because it wasn't a response to a freeing of the slaves and an, a way to keep these people in check. And it was it's it's really dark when you actually go back. And so that's something that um, over the past couple of weeks, it's really started to become much more of a narrative and I'm happy that it is and I'm happy that we're really leaning on this. The words defund the police. Look at my video on Instagram, listeners. I made a whole yes. video about defunding the police. Yes, exactly. it's about reallocating resources responsibly and correctly so that we are not putting all of this money to feed a system that is unfair and racist and is coming at the lives of black people. And that's just the fact. And the fact of the matter is you cannot police the anger that is happening in this country because this is where we are at now because it is now unacceptable. It's been unacceptable. But when I say unacceptable, it means it was. it is no longer going to be accepted. Yeah. Marnie, when you say um, uh, once you're elected that you would reverse any funding towards building new prisons on city council, can you talk to us about, I mean, I, as two people, as uh, I'm speaking for Matt and myself, as two people who are sort of new to understanding political infrastructure when it comes to like, local government or municipal government. Um, what t Tell us about like what being on city council means and what what sort of abilities you have. 
I mean, I'd have to work out a whole plan around it, but, but course, I would I, I would love when I'm in city council to enact legislation. So what happened was they made a thing in city council this past year where yeah. they will be closing Rikers Island mm-hmm. by tw- uh, in 2026, which is great. I support that. Yes. Yes. But then they voted to in doing that to then put nine billion dollars towards building uh, four new jails in four of the boroughs of New York. I do not agree with that. Yes, I do think we, we that you know your murderer, rapist, you know what there are crimes that there people need to be in jail for. Yes, but why do we need four new jails? There are so many people in jail because people are being unjustly arrested for for stuff. So that's why we need to look at why are people being arrested. I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, and I look at it as if somebody's caught you know with drugs on them. Look at what's ha- what's happening. Are they an addict? Are they somebody who has an addiction? You don't jail somebody for having cancer or diabetes. So why are you jailing somebody for having the disease of addiction? That mm-hmm. money, instead of being put into a jail, should be put into getting people treatment, uh, job placement, education resources, and making them uh, a productive member of society who's clean and healthy and taking care of themselves, not incarcerating them. And oftentimes you put people in these situations and it makes it worse for them when you put them in, in jail. It's unsafe. And then you, the whole other side of it is you have solitary confinement, which is inhumane and wrong. You know, There's so much wrong with the jail system. The prison industrial complex is modern day slavery and it's wrong. So why are we putting $9 billion into that? We may, maybe build one new jail, not four. That's crazy right. to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would enact legislation to... Uh, reverse that legislation. Perfect. Because when people focus on, or when, when people sort of fixate their arguments on, um, well, what are we going to do about the rapists and the murderers and the blah, blah, blah? It's like, well, if you're focusing on that thing as the as the, the main focus, like if you're ignoring every other part of the, pr- the prison industrial complex, then like that is... And that's crazy because because then you because then you're completely dismissing the fact that there um, are mandatory minimum sentences and um, gosh, like, yeah, and... and um, the fact that we've criminalized drug use in this country to begin with as a way to feed and criminalize into the system, you know, sex work and all this stuff. Look, there's yeah. those rumors of little lady G, you know, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm mm. sure Miss Lady Graham doesn't G want herself. all of her sex workers going to jail. Now, does she her and her oh, little no. ladybugs? <laughs> a little bitch. We I mean, we apparently <laughs> had to dispel the ladybugs rumor. Like, wasn't I'm that like dispelled? Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. I'll say. I said the only the only thing I feel bad about is that like if it's not true, it's just someone who wrote crazy fan fiction and like it, that it just gives people an excuse to be like, see, they're lying, and like we don't need more of that. True, that true, being true. said, I would love to read Lady G the house down to the absolute ground and I don't care at all about, I will not care at all when Lindsay he is Graham outed. and Mitch McConnell look like when you know when Ursula turns the mermaids into those yes. little creatures oh <laughs> yes <laughs> they look like it's Ursula turned into Miss Vanessa yes and got her wiles about her well, but, we but, know the we know the narrative but Marty's talking about Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell being like but I'm afraid I'm afraid oh, I'm gonna break the, them across the, the coals. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Flotsam and Jetsam, aka no, 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 not no, no, Flotsam no. and Jetsam, the With little the, things. They look like little sperms. Yes, yes, yes. Cr- you know okay, what I'm talking so about? Yes. You're, refer- you're referencing the, the young girls that they get turned into the yeah, little yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, Flotsam yes. and Jetsam. So we should also say no, <laughs> no to everyone out there who's waiting for me and me and Bowen to be cast as Flotsam and Jetsam in the live-action Little Mermaid film. They have not followed up on our offer to be to be cast in these roles. That'd they do so not fun. want us. I, I think we'd be great in the parts, but apparently it's not happening. I support that. I Thank support you. that as well. I mean, I, all I want to do is go <laughs> under the sea. 
Also, this is so off topic, but I, I, I'm very sad about Kelly Clarkson too. Okay, Wait, talk about it's this. So sad. Are you a what's fan? Your, what's your reaction? I love Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And she And when she cried, when she cried, singing about her dad piece by piece and saying how much her husband loves her, and I then know. they, and then the reason they're divorcing is because they went to Montana to to get away during quarantine and they couldn't stand each other. It, so basically this is and I I again like I love this woman so much she helped me so much when I when I was a little queer Oh my god and, I ha- when 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 American Idol season 1 was on I I had yeah. I, ha- I still have the VHS tape in my yes. childhood bedroom yep. I still have it uh, a moment like that I still have it Oh I mean look I I used to watch her performances back back when all the only way you could rewatch things was to tape it I used to wear those VHS tapes out specifically yeah. her performances of You're All I Need Walk on by underrated Kelly performs her American Idol. Of course, Natural Woman, stuff like that there during Big Band Week. I mean, we are fans. But the thing is, this is the quarantine. It will reveal all. And, you know, I feel very bad for people that are in relationships right now during quarantine that are not working out. Because oh, that are uh, not working No, out. I mean, like, look, if you're in a great relationship and you're, you're during quarantine- Oh, I during get my workout at home. Okay. Oh, uh, honey, that I, and I love that for you and I celebrate that. But what I'm saying is like, I do feel really bad for people that were struggling in their relationships and then you get put into quarantine. It's tough. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i in a relationship in quarantine and like- you How's know, it we, going? We've been dating for about nine months and then we got put into quarantine and I'll be honest, we had never spent that much time together. And so it's, it's like, it is like, there's like little moments here and there, like, like where you're, you're tested in certain moments and Absolutely. we're doing great and we have a great relationship, but ultimately every relationship is not like that. And so I feel very sad for people who during this time, maybe they weren't ready to let go of the relationship, but the quarantine reveals all. Revealed it. Yeah. I think the quarantine helped my marriage you think oh. so yeah well i you know i don't want to like talk about my but like you know no I, we want to talk I, about your marriage I, they're <laughs> all we are oprah and winfrey I, <laughs> that's actually it's actually real culture number 72 bowen and matt are oprah, oprah and, and winfrey. winfrey oh my god oh wait okay so, so hold on before we get into my marriage the the the, <laughs> the only vhs tapes that i still own uh and they're all in my childhood bedroom are uh Kelly Clarkson, American Idol win, okay. Princess Diana's funeral, and the oh, Oprah shit. 20th anniversary um, uh, collection. I have them as VHSs, not DVDs. Wow! Wow! Were you a, were you like a young queen for Oprah? Yeah. Yes, I would watch. <laughs> um, Ellen can choke. I love. Yeah, um, we're not I Ellen love, fans in this house. We I have not been o- Ellen fans since episode three of this podcast. We've been on yeah. record about Ellen. I love yeah. Oprah, and I would so I would watch every day as a kid the Oprah. Show the Oprah Winfrey show and the Rosie O'Donnell show. Rosie Every was day. everything. Yeah. God bless. I feel that energy from you. You loved Rosie. I love Rosie, and you know Alice Ripley's a, a friend of mine now. And I uh, name drop, bitch. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember. I distinctly you remember seeing. <laughs> let, let them finish. Let them finish. I, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I love Alice. I uh, uh, so I um I re- I distinctly remember the first time I ever saw Alice Ripley was on the uh, Rosie yep. O'Donnell show, and I was like, oh my god, yes. I love this this woman so much. It was her and Emily Skinner, and 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 now she's like my my girlfriend. But but as like a child, I was like, oh my god, I That's I want to cool. be Daisy. I want to be Violet. Yeah. I want to I want to be a, a twin attached. Well, Alice Rosie is a force. He Alice was talking is- about art. Yeah, her, her Tony's acceptance speech. He was it's talking, talking about, about, art. about art. I will say <laughs> one of the most transformative experiences I have had seeing uh seeing theater 
was Alice Ripley in Next to Normal. It was, did you see Miss Alice in Next to Normal? Twice. Wow. I'm telling you, yeah. Bowen, did you? I never saw it, but I, I'm, I'm familiar with the music. It's it's incredible. I'm telling you, weeping, 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 uncontrollably. I, I won the lottery to see it, actually. like the I could not believe it. The first time I ever tried to do the lottery, I won, and we got to go, me and my friend Mackenzie Darris, we went, we sat in what I call the Lincoln seats, and because, oh. you know, that's where she got her head absolutely blown Come the F on. off. But oh what, is it too soon? <sighs> Sorry, everyone. But I sat in those seats and we were looking down onto the stage. And this is after Ms. Aaron Tveit had left the show. But it was Alice Ripley and she was tearing it Oh, so it was it Kyle up. Dean Massey, who I love. Kyle Dean Massey, a hunk. Yeah, him and his husband Taylor are the best. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even know Kyle Dean was gay. Love that. Wait, I should you, know. Wait, really? No, I didn't. I don't know <laughs> Kelvin Messi personally. Marty, you're 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 among the more connected people in the city. Though. You are one like, of the most connected people in the New York City. No, no, no. Wait, okay, sidebar. You also need to YouTube the late great Marin Maisie as oh. Diana in um or Diane in Next to Normal. It is one of the most epic performances as well. Oh, I am so happy that you said Marin. Do your listeners because... love Broadway? I'm like going on a Broadway. Oh, thing. we love we love okay. the readers love Broadway. And love actually, Broadway. I, I will say this: I recently <laughs> and shout out to shout out to Helena York because I <gasps> oh, recently I, lo I love Helena. Hel she just donated to my campaign like a week ago. Oh. Helena is a queen, and she's been on queen. the show, and we love her. And shout out! But I recently was watching. Helena York gave, I don't know why I fell down this wormhole, but it was Helena giving a like Broadway.com or whatever backstage tour of Bullets Over Broadway, oh. um, the musical, which I did not <laughs> Marty see. Marty made a face. <laughs> Marty made a face. No, I did it. No, I did it. I love all theater. <laughs> Marty loves all Woody Allen movies. No, Woody Allen can choke too. Well, Woody Allen can absolutely <laughs> choke, actually. And He's a we racist. do not support. He needs to go. We don't that support. That is very true. Also, some tea I found out, Woody Allen speaks fluent Korean. That's terrifying. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. You know why? You know why he speaks fluent Korean. Yes. So a friend of mine recently saw him arguing with Soon Yi, and they were arguing in fluent Korean. And that's all I'll say about Was that. Was she arguing about how he stole her childhood and brainwashed her? <laughs> I mean, potentially. So uh. basically, um, so Helena was giving like this back backstage tour. Uh, and so Helena played the Jennifer Tilly part, Olive, um, the like bad actress. And she was probably fucking phenomenal. But do you know who played the Diane Weist part was Marin Maisie and oh. she, there's a part where she goes and knocks on Marin's door and she comes out and they have this gorgeous exchange and Marin Maisie like if you are if you love musical theater check out Marin Maisie she was also incredible in Ragtime we can never go back to be the it's so good oh she is God. epic we are gonna take a short break and then when we come back we're gonna ask Marty Gould Cummings the question When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. 
my happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details you know but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that i have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible but then i found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20-plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick-and-mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn, and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. We actually are back with Marty Gould Cummings. Bowen, 
what do we do now? Okay, Marty, we <laughs> ask all our guests this question, and you kind of gave us a little bit of a taste for it, um, taste of it with the, the three VHSs that you still have. But what is the culture <laughs> that made you say culture is for me? What are the cultural sort of things that imprinted on you, and for in a very at a very early age that um, made you move in a cultural direction? Uh, okay. I am obsessed with Princess Diana. I wish I could check this entire bookshelf <laughs> over here is all Princess Diana books. Wow. wow. Really? So when I, how much time do we have? We so have a ton of time. So when I was a little kid, I was at the eye doctor with my grandmother in the waiting room. And you know, they have the magazines. And my grandmother You know flipping, they have the magazines. You know they have magazines at the eye doctor. And my grandmother's flipping That's actually really culture number 30. You, <laughs> you know, know they, they have, have magazines at the, at the eye doctor. Eye doctor. <laughs> To really weed out the the seers from the not seers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, you know, I, do they still have magazines? I, I don't have health insurance, so I haven't been in a while. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you and Bowen need to get fucking health insurance. I, know. I'm so I just got, okay, so this is a whole nother tangent, but I, I got beat up by the police. Uh, yes. And, yeah, I, we and, I, and we want to talk about it. So I have a, I'm still, I'm still concussed a little bit, and I just <sighs> got my first medical bill from it, and I'm like, $1,000? <laughs> Wait. It, $953.13. And that's for one of the the, the four visits I've had. Uh, we are going to revisit this because I, I, I want everyone to hear this and I, I want to know how you're doing. But a pin in that, but Diana first. Let's talk about Lady Diana Spencer, uh, yeah. uh, the People's Princess, and then we'll get into the police. The English the Rose herself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then we talk about the police, the NYPD. Uh-huh. Defund the police. Um, so, <laughs> hashtag. I was at the eye doctor uh, when I was a very small child and my grandmother took mm-hmm. me uh, Peggy, who my psychic later told me is my guardian angel. That's a whole oh. nother story. <laughs> do, do we stand, Peggy? Peggy's my girl. I mean, she, yeah. she's been dead for a long time, but I, I love her. Uh, mm-hmm. Peggy, my dad's mom, she was born in 1915. She's amazing. The day I moved to New York City was the last time I ever saw her. She died two months later, oh, but I sat oh. in her her bed. She lived next door, and I said, I said, Grandma, I'm going to New York. I love you. I'll, I'll see you in, in a couple months when I'm home. And she said, I, I, I was out to a lot of people. I wasn't out to her because uh, mm-hmm. she was born in 1915, a very different Three years after Titanic sank, uh, she was born. So so I was sitting on her bed, uh, about to leave New York, and she said, you know, I think God just makes gay people the way they are, and they're born that way, and it's wonderful, and I love you. And and that was the last thing my grandmother ever said to me. So I I love Grandma Peg. My psychic says she's my guardian angel. But when she took me to the eye doctor as a child, she was flipping through the magazine, and I saw a picture of Princess Diana, and I said, oh, my God. That is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I love who is this? I love this woman. Who is this woman? And my grandmother said, "Oh, she's this wonderful lady. She's a princess in England, and she does a lot of good to help people. She really loves helping people. And she said she has a good heart. And I know you have a good heart. And I remember that as a kid. And so I became fascinated with this princess with a good heart that my grandmother loved." Yeah. And uh, so I was a faggy child because uh, I love Princess Diana. All the other kids are like, oh, I'm playing the sport ball stuff. And I'm like, yeah. hey, Diana. They're like, Diana. I like Tara Reid. <laughs> and you were like, I like Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah, Di- Diana Spencer of Althorpe. Yeah. Uh, that's where she was born. Anyway, so that's her, her ancestral home. So when she died, we were camping in New Jersey. Uh uh, my parents had an RV that they would take to the beach and we were out roasting marshmallows and I said, I'm going I'm to go uh, watch TV and I turned on the news and it said Diana oh. died and I was crushed. So I made no. my parents the next day buy every newspaper 
that they could find about this. And I still have all those newspapers in a safe in my childhood home <gasps> next to my Franklin Mint doll of Princess Diana that I'd never taken out of the box. And uh, so anyway, so uh, oh, also my, my wall over here is the original Time Magazine special report of her dying. It's hanging next to my bed. I told my husband that we have to have that. So so that's hanging on my wall here. Oh. The original the original magazine from 1997. But anyway, so when she died, I wrote up, I, I tell the story a lot, but I wrote, um, so this is the cultural moment, I guess, that yes, you're, you're yes, asking. Yes. This is a long answer to your question. No, no we love it. So I, we went back to, we went to school. She died August 31st, 1997. So I go to fifth grade and Robin Trimble, my teacher, who I later found out was a raging homophobe, fuck her. Uh, she, um, she said, Damn. I want you to write a five page paper, everybody, and tell me what about your summer so I get a sense of how, your writing skills. So I wrote my paper and it was called Death of an Icon, The Life and Legacy of Lady Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales. I got, oh. a, I got a C and I cried. That, that title alone, you should have gotten an you A. You should have gotten an A for My mom said, why do, you th- why do you think you got a C? Why did you get a C? And I said, well, well Mrs. Trimble said that I didn't do the assignment, that I didn't talk about what I did this summer. And my mom said, oh, no, no, no. My mom was a teacher at the school. She marched right in and she goes, she goes, Marty's entire summer was affected by the death of this woman who he idolizes. He, I went by he at the time and now they, them. Uh, You know, I've learned, as an adult, learned who I am. Uh, But- You've uh, become you. Yeah, I've become me, uh, who who I was born to be, who my grandmother said I was born to be by God. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so- so my my mother demanded that she change the grade, and I and because that my my whole summer uh, didn't matter because my idol died. So I got an A. Uh, and then on my honeymoon we were in Paris, and we stumbled so I got upon, an a. we stumbled upon the tunnel where she died, and I oh. made my husband in ninety five degree heat in Paris sit for like two hours at the the entrance of this tunnel as I cried. You had to observe. Uh, You had to observe. Because I knew, I said, this is the last thing she said. This is the last thing she saw. Oh. I love Princess Diana so much. It's like a sick obsession. Uh, Oh my God. I I have all these books. Oh my God. (laughs) Whole shelf. Now, because you love Diana so much, do you sort of keep up to date with the goings on of the Royal family? Like, Oh yes. Prince Harry (laughs) is my very first crush. Uh, and I love, um, I love uh, Sophie, Countess of Wessex, who's Edward's mm-hmm. wife, the, the mm, youngest. Yes. I met Princess Beatrice once. My two what? dreams growing up. I wanted to be on Broadway and to meet <laughs> a member of the royal family. I've gotten fucked by a lot of people who have been on Broadway, never been on it myself. Uh-huh. But I, uh, but <laughs> that's I, uh, a way of being on Broadway. I but, feel. But I, my, 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 my ex was on Broadway. My husband's played in the pit on Broadway a lot. Uh, he's a viola player. And I met Princess Beatrice when I was a teenager. I was working at Isabella's, which was a restaurant on 77th and uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. And we, we were well known for brunch. One time Jenna Bush came in. I said, I won't serve her. But I I, I, I hear she's cool now. <laughs> she's okay now, I think. Yeah. I think she's she is permissible now. Yeah. So 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 this is a true story. This is an honest to God truth. And you can call Thomas Mitchum and ask him. My friend Thomas, you can call Thomas Mitchum and ask him okay. if anybody questions the story. So Princess okay. Beatrice, who at the time was fifth in line to the throne, she's now like 10th or 11th. Wow. She's way far down. We got little Archie now and everything. So uh, a little Charlotte. Uh, 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 George, who I think is, uh, yeah, you know, George is it. George, <laughs> George is, is unfortunately a, a homosexual. George is going to be hosting Drag Race uh, UK before we know it. So <laughs> absolutely, uh, because he's not fracking now. Uh, no. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. It is the truth. What are you going to do? So 
Ah, so no, no, not what? that. I, I have questions. I, I have not that. I have not questions that. about. I have questions about that for you later too. We'll talk about. Okay, yes. so 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 Princess Beatrice came. You guys, have, <laughs> oh my god, why why am I okay? Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is far off of the political agenda I came here to talk about. This is perfect. But, um, uh, so Princess Beatrice came into Isabella's, and you can you can fact check with Thomas Mitchum. Um, so anyway, so she comes in, and I said, oh my god, it's her royal highness Princess Beatrice. So we get a table cleared, and I'm shaking. Yes. And crying at the host stand. I was the host. I'm cry- full on sobbing. But she was very nice. She sat on the curb of the, of 77th Street waiting for her table to be sat. And I was like, the fifth in line to the throne of England is sitting on the sitting curb. On the curb? Get the fucking table set now. <laughs> sobbing. So Susie. Sobbing. Susie Are you a waitress crier? Told, I'm a crier. Okay, cry. keep going. I'm about Me to too. cry telling this story. I'm so excited. <laughs> reliving it. So Susie, the waitress goes um Susie. <laughs> she's already iconic <laughs> table 19 would like to see you <gasps> table 19's princess beatrice oh. okay so i go to the table and i'm shaking and i'm sobbing <laughs> and i have to compose myself because this is queen her majesty the queen's granddaughter yes. and you were yes. at work and i was at, <laughs> was at work i got fired from that job i don't care um <laughs> so this is many years ago i was like 19 years old so Mind you, Princess Beatrice and I are, 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 I think we're the same age. And so I'm like convulsing mm. over this like, teenage girl. And <laughs> and uh, she goes, um, hello. Well, she doesn't sound like that. <laughs> do it. Do hi, the impression. Hi, do the voice. Hello. I'm the <laughs> so at the time, she still had yes. protection officers from the government, but the queen later got rid of that. Uh, and now her dirty dad, who should be in jail, pays for her protection. But um, I just disgusting. watched the Epstein documentary. I, I, I'm shocked. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation. But Ugh. so she goes, could you, her production officers were eating outside and she goes, could you make a very um, fruity gay drink and take it to my protection officers and sing happy birthday? She's so gay protect. Uh, go, go, go. Sorry. No, so she asked me to do this. So I go up to Thomas Mitchum, my friend who is the bartender. You can fact check. And I said, I need the <laughs> fruitiest drinks you can make. And I take them to the protections and I'm shaking, but I couldn't sing happy birthday. I was so nervous. So I just dropped the drinks. She calls me back over to the table. She goes, oh, how did it go? And this is honest to God's truth. You can fact check it with Susie the waitress or Thomas Mitchell. Uh, uh, I do not lie. I'm not a liar. This is a true story. And yeah. I'm so embarrassed that I'm telling this. So uh, I say, oh, um, your, your highness and her friends are like laughing and I'm calling her your highness. Uh, and I'm like, your highness, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Uh, I, 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 I'm such a, I'm such a pussy. I couldn't do it. And then I go, oh my God, I just said pussy to a princess. And I started <laughs> crying the most guttural. I just said pussy uh, to a princess. Title of that. Title of that. Title of that. <laughs> I just, and I started, and she, and she hugged me and she said, you're <gasps> very charming. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, uh, and then she asked me where Urban Outfitters was. And, <laughs> and I had to do everything in my power not to be like, oh, of course, you, you're Fergie's daughter, of course. Uh, you want <laughs> so, uh, so I got very upset that she wanted to go to Urban Outfitters. Uh, but she was very lovely and she was very kind. And she was very, very, she was, she was, she was very funny and very nice. And I have to say that having a royal encounter, it, it was now like many years later, I'm like, that is the best way to have had a royal encounter. Cause she was yeah, so down to earth and she was with her like boyfriend who she lived in New York at the time. And she was like with her boyfriend and her friends. And she was just grateful that somebody like, did you hear that? Yeah. What, what was, was that? that? Marty, are you, are you okay? <laughs> what was that? Did you fart? No, it was a. Uh, it's not a <laughs> what's going on out there? 
Oh my god! Is everything okay? Do you feel safe? I think it's a firework. Oh yeah, there's been fireworks. The neighbors are shooting off fireworks for the queers. And yeah. So anyway, it was the best experience, and I feel like I feel like I I kind of met Diana because Diana was her aunt. So in a way, I met Diana. Well, that was I obviously meant a lot to you. Yeah, so much to me. I want to know too, like, what's your take on the Harry and Meghan of it all? I love Prince Harry. He was my first crush because he looked mm-hmm. like Greg, who was in my third grade class, who I had a crush he's, on. Who I mean, he's he's hot. He's so hot, and I bet his. He, <laughs> so say hot. it. Say it. Say it. No, no. <laughs> he's so hot, um, and I love Megan. I think she is incredible, and I think that I think um, you know I think that they're going to do such incredible things with their new platform, Agreed. and I think that he's following in the footsteps of his mom. And I think Megan is so beautiful and I love her mom. I loved her mom at the wedding was so beautiful watching Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I just think she's so beautiful and so incredible. And I hope that, that, uh, the Royal family someday welcomes them back in because I think that they, the Royal family needs a shaking up and a modernization. And I think Megan and Harry are like the ticket. And I love them. I was thinking that too, that Harry has some of Diana's spirit in terms of like, Wanting to yeah. disengage for the right reasons, like not wanting to play the game of being in that family too much. He wants to be of service to other people, and and I think that if you're in the public eye in any form, I th- even if you're not in the public eye, just being a human being, you should be of service to other people, right? Yes. Like we're, our world is a scary place, as we talked about earlier. We have to be of service, use our voices. So many people are are experiencing homelessness. So many people are experiencing. Um, uh, uh, income insecurity and food yeah. insecurity mm-hmm. and aren't knowing how they're going to pay their their bills. We have people who have been out of work for three months. We have undocumented people who don't have access to unemployment, who are scared of what's going to happen. We have we have people who need help. So it's it's incumbent on all of us to come together and be of service to yes. other people. And, and uh, I also think yeah. that, um, I mean, flat out, the way that she was being treated was abusive. It's abusive. And the way that, yeah, absolutely. The way that she was being spoken about um she was being attacked she was being attacked every day by the media she was killed by the paparazzi she was murdered by the paparazzi yes she 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 was and she was certainly en route to being treated similarly to and she was being treated similarly to princess diana and honestly i think harry must have trauma all his life well he said that he said he has ptsd whenever he hears the cameras clicking he thinks of his mom Mm, it's traumatic he was a child he was a young child he was like yeah, he lost 13 years old, 12 mother. years old. Yeah. I think that he he did the right thing on every level. And I think that I it's really gross. Like, like you know who's the most one of the most disgusting people in the world is Piers Morgan. Oh, oh garbage. Don't trash. Don't even we don't need to talk about it. no, no. <laughs> what a piece of cow dung. Yeah, piece he is dung. dung. He's absolute dung. <laughs> absolute dung. And I just want to point out that Marty Gould Cummings tied uh their ruminations on Prince Harry back to their campaign and that is beautiful, beautiful <laughs> campaign work happening right there. Wait, can we talk about okay, can we shift gears and this is a little bit of a tone shift too. Let's yeah. talk about well first of all, I want to lead with your testimony at the city council public um uh, committee for public safety. That was iconic. You were unbelievable. Unbelievable. I you were not Marty, you and I were DMing throughout the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, we thanks like, for sharing that. You're very sweet. Of course. Thank you. But like it started at what ten a.m. and then it lasted until and then you you didn't testify until what four p.m. until about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I think probably around three, uh, probably around three o'clock. At like two o'clock, I was DMing you. I was like, "Are you going to go up?" Like I was like, "What? This is going on for so long." What was so infuriating about that is, um, 
Oh, it's 11 11. Make a, make a wish. <laughs> make a wish. <laughs> I wish. I <laughs> wish. Uh, so, the hearing of public safety was for uh, to get testimony from the NYPD about yes. their actions during this Black Lives Matter movement, how they treated protesters, particularly during the, the curfew that yes. the mayor put in place. So, a lot of city council members were there. They all asked questions. A lot of questions. Uh, it took a long time. Yes. But what was... I don't mind the city council members asking questions because they want to hear what they have to say. And and we need the council members to do their job, which they did, in questioning the NYPD. So there, so we should, we should say that there was the... The commissioner was not present. But The commissioner, Shea, was not there, but he sent the deputy. What a bitch move. Who was, we sh- I think it's important to say, Deputy Commissioner of Police is a black man. And I, I, to me, it felt like strategic in a way for them to put him out there as the face absolutely, of the Absolutely, absolutely. And be like, hey, we're, 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 you know, don't, don't like grill him too hard. He is, he also has his own like intersectional experience with this whole, yeah. with this whole thing. Uh, well, I've met Commissioner Shea uh, a while ago uh, at something and he probably doesn't remember me, but uh uh, he wasn't very nice. Um, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Michelle. He's the Leah Michelle of cops. He's the Leah <laughs> Michelle of cops. It's a it's, we, it's a rule of culture number one hundred and one. Commissioner Shea, Shea is the Leah, is the Leah Michelle, Michelle of cops. Of cops. Uh, he should resign, and the mayor should resign. And yes, I am full force in saying that. And I don't know a lot of other candidates who have said that. But what the mayor did with that curfew in itself to me was. Um, racist and wrong because a lot of people who are essential workers who work at night are members of our black and brown community, are are, 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 uh, uh, members of our immigrant community, and a lot of people who uh, they sent the alert out on smartphones pretty soon to when the curfew was taking place. A lot Uh, of people might not have access to a smartphone. Not everybody has access to a smartphone. And they only put it out in English, which is wrong. So people were being arrested and 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 put in these these situations with the police where they shouldn't have been to begin with. We should say during a pandemic and also illegally because you're it's illegal to arrest essential workers. Yes, and they were still doing it. And it's it's so insane. So during the testimony the police were giving lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And so by the time it got to the test, my testimony, I'm so proud of everybody who testified. It is incredibly, hearing some of their stories, uh, you know, it was incredibly courageous to hear from people. people Shout who, out to Matt Garing. Shout out. Yeah. yeah. We have a friend who testified who was arrested on his own porch, on his own uh, front steps. Yeah, yeah. Along with the delivery worker. Yep, yeah, essential worker. And then there was there was somebody who's I can't remember their name, but this uh, uh, trans person who was beaten so badly they they urinated on themselves. They you mm. know, and then they were misgendered. They 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 were made fun of and mocked by the police the whole night. And their testimony was on there, so it's public record. You can see it. I can't remember their name, but they were so brave telling their mm-hmm. their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so pissed because during my testimony, it was on a Zoom, so you could see the people. And I saw that the three cops who were testifying were no longer in the room. And I got mm. pissed because yeah. how dare you subject us to your lies, saying that you provided masks for people. No, you didn't. Saying that you didn't beat people. Yes, you did. I have a concussion and I have the $953 fucking medical bill to prove it. You, you, have, you have them saying, oh, we were only... 
arresting agitators and looters. That is not true. When I was arrested on the West Side Highway, I was marching with my hands in the air peacefully with a group of people. And they started coming towards these girls who were like 115 pounds with their batons swinging. So my group of friends and I circled them and they, they just came for us. It's wrong. And they lied continuously. They, the treatment in jail was horrible. The treatment it was horrible for me. It was even worse for people of color, the way they, they, they treated uh, black people they arrested. It's wrong. And so to hear them lying under oath was so annoying and so aggravating. So when they said, oh, your time is up, I said, not today. I'm going to keep going because people need to hear it. And every single person who was arrested should tell their story. In the interest of really understanding what happened, could you just walk us through what happened? So you were protesting and what happened? Well, I started out at a regular march and then Mm -hmm. I went to Stonewall for the uh, vigil for um, our, our black trans community. You know, Tony McDade, Nina Pop, Laylene Palenko, uh, uh, these people who have been, been killed by either violence or, or police violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- th- it was a huge gathering of people and we marched through the West Village and, and through the, the city and ended up on the West Side Highway. And right after eight o'clock, the police came down the highway with their batons, literally. So there's a video of it. You can see the video yep. on Instagram We've, swinging. Seen, yeah. And they go in, and I didn't realize this. My husband, I, I remember seeing my friend Nathan go down and seeing the look in his face, and I remember pushing my husband out of the way. And the baton, I don't remember this, but he saw this, but I pushed him out of the way. The baton that was going to hit him is what hit me in the head. And then they, uh, the next thing I remember, I was having a cop, you know, like, or you're under arrest and, and standing me up. In the video, there's four cops on me. I, I So the doctors think I blacked out for a minute uh, because I don't have that. I have no recollection of four cops on top of yeah. me. Yeah, wow. Right. But I remember when I realized what was happening, uh, I, I said to myself, I'm so grateful I'm sober because I have a program of recovery that's taught me um, prayer and meditation and mm-hmm. taught me um, how to just tap in conscious contact is what we call it. Conscious contact with higher power to just tap in. And I knew in that moment, I said, if you, if you freak out, you're going to get really hurt. And if you, you're going to have a panic, you're going to, you're going to lose your mind. So I, 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 the entire time was just, okay, you need to focus. I think it's like, like that fight or flight mode. I was like, I need to focus and Mm -hmm. pay attention to every single thing that's around me. What do they look? What do their faces look like? Do I see badge numbers? What are those numbers? What are their names? What are they telling me? You know, and and really focusing and listening to every single thing that happened, uh, because I was like, you know, you're gonna have to tell this story, and you need to have it factual as best as you can. And I didn't even know I had a concussion until I got home from jail, I was arrested at 8.15 p.m. and I and I walked out of the jail at 7.20 a.m. And I didn't know I had a concussion until later that day. My husband and my roommate were like, you look insane. Like my eyes were going all over the place. I was slurring yeah. my words. Uh, so that's when I went to the, the hospital. Oh, Marty, I'm so sorry. And then the next day my arm was giving, you know, I had this really bad, you know, I, so there was like nerve stuff from being in cuffs for so long. And, right. uh, mm-hmm. but you know, but I look at it as, you know, my experience with the police was traumatic and terrible and scary, 
But because I was born a white person in America, I got to go home and live. We're protesting because so many people, even during these protests, like we talked about with Atlanta, people are being murdered by the police. Breonna Taylor's murderers are still on the police force getting taxpayer dollars. They have not been arrested or charged. We have... um, Uh, police officers, I went to a rally at City Hall where over 10 families spoke about their loved ones in New York City being killed by the police. Innocent people, unarmed people, some people who had mental health issues and the police didn't know how to handle it, so their reaction is to kill them. And all of the officers are on the police force still. So Mm -hmm. I got to walk away with my life because I was born white, but we're marching because how many people have died, have continued to die, and how many people do we not know about because we just now have cameras to be able to show what's happening, you know? How many people has this happened to before? So, So, yeah, my interaction with the police was shitty, but we're marching because people are dying because of the systemic racism that this country has put in place that has allowed cops to get away with murder. I mean, just hearing you talk about this and just seeing things happen on the ground um, from from all the protesters, um, especially especially black protesters, um, it just as a New Yorker, and I'm sure Matt agrees with this, and, and and I hope, and I'm sure you agree with this. It just feels like the curfew itself bore out so much trauma for our city that I don't think, I don't, I don't see us recovering from this trauma in a way that makes us trust institutions again, or especially the police, um, that makes us trust at least Bill de Blasio or just like people we elect. I mean, like it's, it's just so hard. I mean, the only salve for this is through our elections, through voting and, and, and through voting for, for people like you. Yeah. And look at who people are getting donations from. Look at who 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 who's funding people's campaigns. Who 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 is in bed with the police unions? Who is uh, in bed with the real estate uh, corporation yeah. mm-hmm. uh, corporations? Uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, the other day, people are like, "Oh, I'm a homosexual." Don't be, because the other day he said, "Oh, we repealed 50A. You guys won. Stop protesting." Yeah. No, no, we're not going to stop protesting. 50A is one law out of a lot of injustices that are happening. Like I said, Breonna Taylor's murderers are still on payroll where Mm -hmm. she's from. You know, there are still NYPD cops who are on payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Garner's killer is not in jail. And Bill de Blasio is the mayor that kept him on the force for five years, making six figures after we Mm -hmm. all saw Eric Garner murder. For what? For selling a Lucy cigarette? Do you know how many Lucy cigarettes I bought at the bodega over the year? I don't smoke anymore. Okay, kids, don't worry. Don't smoke. I don't smoke anymore. But, you know, (laughs) I used to love a Camel Crush, goddammit. And uh, back in the day, no more. Healthy. Very healthy. Don't eat meat either. Very very healthy. But, uh, (laughs) but... That's insane that somebody yeah. would be murdered for that. So yeah. uh, Bill de Blasio is a piece of shit. And look at who who's running for office, what they mm-hmm. stand for, who's saying to defend the police, who's putting policy together to make that happen, and who's working to make sure that the communities that have been impacted the most are going to get those funds. Who are the people who are working to get things right in this, this city and this country? And who are the ones who are going to just keep the status quo? Bill de Blasio is complicit. Andrew Cuomo saying, even him saying, 
you know, stop protesting, you've won. No, we haven't. Him saying, oh, no, we're not going to take down the Columbus statue because of Italian heritage. Columbus was a rapist and a murderer. Put yes. a statue of the Lenape people who who, who the Manhattan yes. belonged to. Put put a, a statue honoring them. Put a, sta- put a statue honoring, you know, leaders who have done things, not fucking rapists and murderers. It's it's really it's really crazy. The, the the Columbus of it all is like a national scar. It's really crazy, and the fact it's, that he's celebrated every year. I mean, and it's it's, it's ridiculous. A really, and then people yeah. are talking about you know. Then there's a the whole argument over Confederate statues. There's a statue in New York. Forget it. That's uh, I don't know the guy's name. I can't remember his name, but he was a doctor. There's a statue of him in New York. He was a doctor who 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 performed surgeries on uh, black women and black children. And people say, oh, he did all these great things for medicine. But he mutilated black women yeah. and children's bodies right. against their against their will. He stole that these people and mutilated their bodies. I don't give a fuck what scientific stuff he came up with. He did it at the cost of human life. And there's a and statue to him in New York. And that statue needs to be torn down and thrown in the fucking river too. Yeah, this idea that the, because things are quote unquote history it's like that's a history that you want to acknowledge and you because you're in power got to decide that still stands that is not his it's it's like this weird thing that history is canon for everyone it's like let's really get real about you this. can teach history without idolizing 100%. people it's illegal to have statues of, of hitler in germany they still learn what happened because because right. it's a historical thing we can learn about these things but idolizing people with a statue is fucking wrong and disgusting I would love for you, if you're able, to spotlight some people that you are excited about that are going to be running outside of yourself. Like, who who should we be looking at? In, in New York or around the country? Yeah, in, in New York, around the country. I want to know. Who are you excited about? In New York, I'm excited for... Uh uh, my friend Elisa Crespo, who's running for city council in the Bronx, when she wins her seat, she'll be the first trans woman um, to hold office in uh, New York City Council, okay. uh, trans woman of color. My friend um, Kristen Richardson uh, uh, Jordan, who's running in the council district next to mine, would be the first um, black queer woman to hold office in the New York City Council. My friend Sammy Oliveros, who is running for district leader in New York right now. Um, uh, who else is running that I just love? Um uh, I saw she tweeted. Um, you met Eliza Orleans tonight. She's running. For yeah, district she's attorney. running for. She's running for DA. Uh, my my friend Yanos is also running for DA. I like them both very much, and 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 uh, uh, I think I think they're both really great. Uh, Megan McCain blocked me. Um, she did. Oh my that, god, that is a badge, badge of, of honor. honor. That's a Leah Michelle like being the drag queen that Leah Michelle hates. Did you yeah, tweet her? Level. Did you tweet at her like because of something dumb that she said? Well, she said something about how she loves you know LGBTQ people, and I was like, your husband runs the Federalist. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you. the tea. It is the tea. <laughs> so, and also, I got I have bad news for everyone who loves Leah on Real Housewives of New York. Contributed to the Federalist. Look it yeah, up. Yeah, not great. Oh, not great. Ramona, Ramona called me a he she once. Shut up. Fuck Ramona. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, I hope Ramona dies alone. I really. I, <laughs> she called me a he she once. We were doing a radio interview together years ago and she brought hair and makeup and I was like, we're on the radio. Um, I didn't say that to her, but I just thought, I was like, who is this? Like, we're on the fucking radio and you're getting your hair and makeup done. Like, get out of here. Uh, and she brought like her, her, she brought like her jewelry line to, to show. And I was like, we're, we're on, on the, the radio. radio. Uh, <laughs> and then she, she said something. She goes, I don't remember the context of it, but she goes, oh, you know, you're like a he, she or, or whatever. And I was like, 
Nope. Oh, no. uh, oh brother. Actually a person. Uh, and this was before I came out as non-binary. I was like 20 years old when this happened. And I and that made me like feel, I knew I was like different, you know. I didn't have the language for it. At the time I identified as, you know, like a gay man. But mm-hmm. I I knew that there was something di- that I wasn't connecting with, you know. Well, flat out, I mean, th- that's it right there. I mean, if you need a definition of privilege, it's Ramona fucking Singer thinking she can say whatever she wants because she's on Real Housewives of New York. It really impacted me in such a negative way for like a I'm long sorry. time. And I and and now when I watch her on TV, I mean, I love the Housewives. I, I mean, love, we all love the, I love the Housewives. But when I watch her, my husband gets so so mad because we'll be watching every single time Ramona comes on the screen. I go, I hate Ramona. I fucking hate her. On the record, I hate her. What's good about her? What What is good about her? He gets so frustrated. He's like, he's like I know, Marty, I know, I know, I know. And I'm like, no, but it needs to be said again. Yeah. And he said, who, who, who do you like? Like, what's your, what's your housewife's moment? Like, what's your Well, deal? I I mean, Dorinda has always been so lovely every time. You know, I, uh, I, I have Dorinda's number to call her. Um, Dorinda's, Dorinda's always been lovely to me. I, I, I like Dorinda. Um, it's I, a little, it's a little dark for me this season. Well, you Dorinda know, okay. was not great this season. Dorinda, you know, I think it's like she said she never got to mourn Richard. She was with John for a long time. She's yep. now Hannah's out of the house. She's not with John. She her the her home that she loves was like you know she had to redo mm-hmm. it because of this like flood or whatever that happened in it. And I think she's she's coming into she's, I you know I think. Compassionate queen you are. I don't want to speak for Dorinda, but I feel like, you know, for so many people, you, mm-hmm. you, you, when you're raising a family or you're married mm-hmm. or all this stuff, you, you're so invested in making sure that everybody else is okay, that you forget to take care of yourself. And I think Absolutely. Dorinda's having this dark moment because she, she's like, who am I? Yeah. What and does I what do, that, you know, she's like, what does Dorinda like? What makes Dorinda yeah, happy? Yeah, yeah. And that's she's a great figuring point. that out. And I think that now that Tinsley is gone, she doesn't have anyone easy to pick on. So it's gonna we're gonna see it turn inward very quickly. I miss Carol. I love Carol. I love Bowen Carol. Ident- Bowen identifies as a Carol. She's a, a princess. Carol. You know that? She's a Kennedy. You know, she's Kennedy. She's, Ken- she's a she radical. is a Kennedy princess. She is no, she's a princess. She married a prince or something, isn't she? Yeah, it's rule. It, it's rule of culture number fifty-three. Carol Radzivill is, is a Kennedy, Kennedy princess. princess. I also can't believe I'm still sitting in my hip pads right now. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Do you watch Beverly Hills? Girl, girl, is the grass green? Uh, Yes, I watch Beverly Hills. I love Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is where it's at. But they're on a hiatus right now. And why? Because all all the previews said we're going to know this Denise and and Brandy situation. But now it's gone till July. I need to know. I need to know. Did, I'm Denise Richards. I'm on the magazines. You wish you were on work, bitch. I love <laughs> Denise. And also, can I say something? Bowen, have you are you are you caught up with I, Beverly Hills? I, I, don't I, watch I, Beverly. I don't watch any of Beverly Hills. So I but I'm happy to hear you guys talk about it. Okay, so Denise Richards is the best thing that's happened to the show in a long time. And you can tell the reason that they're targeting her is because they all cannot deal with the fact that she's the fan favorite. Oh man. Her husband's a wackadoodle though. Oh uh, whack job. <laughs> Bowen, He's you need to get you need you need to get up to date. Okay. Because he he is like well. one of those crazy conspiracy theory persons. What and you can tell- Dundee. He yeah, is he's, nuts. <laughs> he's oh my God. Dundee. But Denise, okay, in her confessional, Love is her. that is that what they call it? The confessional or whatever? Yeah, the talking head confessional, whatever. Her confessional, she looks like her character from Drop Dead Gorgeous, but grown yes! up. And Becky Ann Lehman! She is Becky Ann Lehman, all grown up in this confessional. And I, and even she's wearing like the, the, the pink toddlers and tiaras outfit that she's wearing in one of the confessionals. I'm like, 
Forget it. I oh my god, I, I love Erica Jane. Um, love uh, Erica Jane. Doritos too much for me. I can't with her. I'm not into Doritos. Dorito. I always and forever love Kyle and Mauricio. Is I want to. I want to. Have an OnlyFans with Mauricio. I love him. Uh, <laughs> Can I say Mauricio? And I'm not speculating. I, I love Kyle. Kyle is what I see when I look in the mirror. But I will say this: <laughs> What's the deal with Mauricio? He has not been around, and that's all I'll say about that one. What he's on like five episodes this season, girl. There's something going down. Stop it. I can't. No, no it's I refuse. Kel, I'm not. No, it's too much with Kelly and her divorce. I'm not going to talk about. I love Kyle and Maurizio. Stop it. Are you excited about the return of Ms. Brandy? Brandy Glanville? Well, I don't like Brandy. I mean, who likes Brandy? But she's come back to stir it up. Fucking, fucking Denise. Brandy probably hangs out with Leah Michelle. Oh, <laughs> God. What a, what an allegation. We have a team Leanne Rhymes person here in the in the Zoom. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh my god, it's delicious. What does okay, Leanne so, Rhymes sing? What is her hit? How do I live with a Oh, yeah. She's she's yeah. She's an icon. <laughs> um, we actually we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and it's I don't think so honey time everybody. Yes. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time I'm thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, 
Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, we're back. I think it's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. This is our segment where we take one minute to rail against something in culture um, that's just getting on our nerves. Um, it could be anything that's going on in the world right now. It could be something that's happening on, on a personal level or on a global level. It's up to the reader. It's up to the person um, to, to to rail against what they want to rail against. I just want to say, oh no, I'll, I'll save this for the end. Okay, let's oh, go. Oh, really? Matt, you have, Matt, well, we know there's something coming. There's something coming. Matt, Something Matt, wicked something? this way comes. I do. Can you time me? Yes, absolutely. Um, I do second. have something because something actually came up on Twitter today and I actually couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So this is Matt okay. Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The NYU culture right now, all you little NYU Twinkie gays are getting online and talking shit about Timothy Chalamet spreading rumors that he spread chlamydia while he was in New York at NYU saying mm. that he is a chlamydia fiend. I don't think so, honey. First of all, if you are a 20-year-old at NYU you don't, you, and you think you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's up with Timothy Chalamet, let me tell you something right now. No 20-year-old at NYU knows a fucking thing. You don't That's know anything true. for a fact. I don't think so, seconds. honey. All you, you remind me of me when I was 18 year old saying I quote unquote knew for a fact that James Franco banged everyone on my floor. I didn't know shit for a fact. I was a liar for attention. I see you guys getting on Twitter and you are little me's and you're trying to take the actor of the moment, Timothy Chalamet, and you're trying seconds. to slander him. Also, why are you spreading har harmful things about someone's sexual health? Also, I have to say this. Chlamydia is not a big fucking deal. You need to grow up. I don't think so, honey, Five if you seconds. think chlamydia is a big deal. Be a grown-up like me and get syphilis and Williamsburg from someone who worked for Good Morning America, or so he said. Until then, I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. That was so saturated with information. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I have to say there's a lot of little twinks online right now, and I quote retweeted one of them, who were like, the fact of the matter is I know for a fact that Timothy Chalamet gave everyone at chlamydia well, NYU is the chlamydia of colleges, but yes. gave everyone NYU chlamydia. I was like, you know what? You don't know this for a fact. You You're a 20 year old that. looking for attention online. Oh my God, he's coming for the Gen Zers. Well, it was such a funny tweet because he was like, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who slept with Timothy Chalamet and got chlamydia. And it's like, first of all, bitch, why are you talking about someone's sexual health? This is very 20 years old of you. Second of all, bitch, you do not know that because this is a game of telephone that I cannot co sign on. Third of all, bitch, I was you talking shit about James Franco back in the day, and I know I was lying. Mm. Fourth of all, bitch, chlamydia is not a big deal, like I said. Chlamydia, you take a pill and you get better. And if it's true, let the, let the child spread the chlamydia. 
Get on my level and get syphilis. And that's a rule of culture number 66. Get on, on my, my level, level and, and get, get syphilis. syphilis. I got Thank the you. monster of all STIs. And let me tell you something. It was not, quote unquote, a day in the park. End oh. quote. Marty is scandalized. Marty scandalized. I think that was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> well, I don't like this rumor spreading. I don't like. I don't like the stigma around STIs, and I don't like the stigma around sexuality. Exactly. And I think that people are just—they get really excited. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, Timothy Chalamet is who all the young girls are beating off to nowadays. Right. So they can't wait to talk about how much they quote unquote know him and know about him. Is he the one from the call me call me your name? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> call me by your name, famously. If you're going to stigmatize STIs, then that is a hair away from you saying um, that sex work should be criminalized. Should be yeah, and it's, criminalized. It's also slut shaming, which <laughs> we kidding, know is wrong. Kidding. No, just fuck kidding. it. No, you're J- Bowen. You're not kidding. I'm. I, I'm. I'm being. I'm. 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 This is a bad faith argument I'm making. This is all. That's all I'm saying. Let's just say this. There was a lot of things that I don't think so, honey, on this day, and I picked you, <laughs> NYU twinks, causing drama. Shut I, up. I have a similar I don't think so, honey, actually. Wow, and I love Thematically that. similar, thematically similar. And speaking of your I don't think so, honey, it might be time for you. Now, here's the thing, Bowen. I famously got into a bike accident last week, and my phone was shattered, so I oh, am yes. unable to um, time you. So do you mind timing yourself? Of course. Here, I'll do it. I'll I'm doing it well, right by now. the way. I have uh, My wounds are healing actually really, really quickly. I'm actually, I think I'm kind of an X-Men with the way I'm healing. It's really kind of crazy. That's cool. Um, <laughs> That's, That's great. Cool. I'm, just ha- I'm happy. I'm happy you're healing and you're recovering. Anyway, what yes. Is going on? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Marty is very lost. Okay, here we go. This you is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People who a um, posted that whole Gen Z versus millennials TikTok thread. I mean, it was What's funny. That? But no, this is the thing. B the person on Twitter. I I can't find their handle. I mean, they were being very funny, but they said that. That sounds like an episode of Lost Culturistas that we, that you and I talk in terms of being like, I'm a Hufflepuff. I hate adulting. We have never, let it be known on the record, that Matt and I have never, not once, said the word adulting. Uh, I abhor that word as much as the Gen Zers do. 30 we, seconds. We talk about Harry Potter maybe once a year, and I, at this point, fucking hate <laughs> Harry Potter. And yeah, no. I reject it for whole, full, wholesale. And <laughs> I truly... Whatever, like you know, what the Gen Zers someday they're going to be in our position, and then they're going to they're going to look back at the younger generation, the, the the generation creeping up behind them, and think, mm-hmm. oh no, we were the cool ones back in the day when COVID was a Five thing. Seconds. So just everyone, let's stay in our lanes. Let's all coexist as generations. We're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Okay, boomer us. You know, and that's y- one minute. You're actually not going to okay boomer steam. us. No, You're no, Bowen, okay it was wonderful. Us. And you know what? It brings up a really great social point, which <laughs> is that Gen Z will get old. Okay? And I lo- and we love Gen Z so much. We love Billie Eilish so Speak much. for yourself. And I knew you'd bring up Billie Eilish. And also, the fact of the matter is, I don't like that it's all on Billie Eilish's shoulders to represent Gen Where's Z. Where's Lord? Where'd she go? Where the fuck is Lord? It's actually rule of culture number one. Where, Where the, the fuck, fuck is, is Lord? No, she was supposed to release new music, but then her dog passed away. So she's really traumatized. So she's taking time to to work on, I think, a dog album, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. It's very Miley I, Cyrus and her dead pets. I'm going to say on mic, <laughs> I, I love that for Lord. I love, I love that for Lord too. You know that's going to be a good album. Well, um, I, I Lord is one of the great young artists. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Marty, Marty, Marty is shell shocked right now. What's going through your mind right now, Marty? I'm just happy to be here. 
Marty, this is Marty's first time really observing out of the culture. Yes, yes. And we're uh, so happy that Marty's here. Okay, Marty, would you like to do an I don't think so, honey? You, you're required to, I should yeah. say. Well, you brought up <laughs> Harry Potter, which was going to be my... Do it, do it, do, do it, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, Marty, this is Marty Gould Cummings. I don't think so, honey. Their time starts now. I don't think so, honey. J.K. Rowling in the middle of a pandemic and a Black Lives Matter movement decides to become a turf and talk about how trans women aren't women. Well, guess what, J.K. Rowling? I don't give a fuck about your LaGuardia Liviosa, bitch, all right? Harry Potter went into the women's bathroom all the time to talk to Moni Myrtle and nothing happened, so get the fuck together, all right? Oh. Also, trans women are women, trans men are men, and non-binary people are themselves, so get your shit together and focus on what's really happening. We're in a pandemic where people are dying and getting sick and governments aren't paying attention. People aren't wearing masks, and we have black people who are being killed by systemic racism by the American police forces, so we need to defund the police. Get your act together. 30 seconds. Oh, oh my God, 30 seconds. Keep going, keep going. You have so much more time. another thing? I didn't even like that fucking spider. It was a dumb plot point. Oh, I don't Aragog, know anything else Aragog, Aragog, Aragog. Aragog's a little bitch. 15. So are you, J.K. Rowling. So get your shit together, you turf. 10 more seconds. I'm sorry, I don't have anything else to say. J.K. Rowling, focus on what matters. Focus Five on seconds. what matters. And <laughs> trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary people are themselves. And you and can't take that away from us. And that's one minute. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. I got it all Perfect. out in 30 seconds. I didn't need to say anything else. Forget it. You really laid in. And honestly, that was a speed and rapidity that we aspire to. That we and aspire to. And you really to. nailed J.K. Rowling. And I Boom. have to say, as oh. someone who loves an Orlando theme park... It is frustrating to me, but I'm going to be bypassing. Harry Potter world saved my life once. And <laughs> can you go on? Uh, go on. <laughs> go on, please. Continue. How did it, Harry Potter world save your life? Okay. So, I want to know. I'm still wearing Harry Potter. Harry Potter world saved I had to get on the It's uh, actually rule of culture number 64. Harry, Harry Potter, Potter world, world saved my, my life. life once. So my husband loves Disney theme parks and loves amusement parks. And so we were Me in too. Florida and uh, during Halloween season. And he was like, we have to go to Halloween horror fright night, whatever at Universal. It is scary, bitch. Scary. So I said, sure. I uh, haunted houses. I, okay. So si cyber. I got hired to do a haunted house with Alyssa Edwards and Roxy <laughs> Andrews once. And I was felt so bad scaring the people that I would apologize to them. When I scared <laughs> <laughs> and they and they were like, you need to stop. And I, I'd be like, Lou, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I felt and I felt bad with Alyssa and Roxy and and, and all these other drag queens. Uh, anyway, cyber. So, so, so I I think yeah. I had like. I, I felt bad because once when I was in like fourth grade, I peed my pants on a haunted house that my brother worked at. Uh, oh, Marty. Anyway, okay. So moving on. I was at Universal. And these uh, people are all in costume. You know, people are just, you know, whatever. So I see this girl in a cheerleader costume. I said, oh, fine, little cut cheerleader costume. How cute. And, uh, and I'm, you know, waving at the cheerleader. And uh, look at a little rah-rah girl. And then she reaches behind this bush and pulls out the biggest chainsaw I've ever seen. And, yep. and this cheerleader, uh, you know, Ashley yep. or Megan or whoever, uh, we'll call her let's Karen, call her that's the thing to call him now. Yeah, uh, let's call her Karen. So Karen's chasing me with this chainsaw and I'm <laughs> screaming. So my husband yeah. and, and all of our friends are laughing, having a good old time watching me die. And, I, mm -hmm. um, and I'm crying <laughs> and screaming. And then she sits, she does the signal. And like oh, no. two more cheerleaders with chainsaws oh, come out. Oh no! You gave yourself away. I thought I was gonna tie. So I, uh, I there was a taco truck, and I got in the line because they can't get you at, in the food line. And I was, and they, and they literally like <laughs> you can't stay there all day. 
<gasps> so then by this time, there's like six or seven cheerleaders with chainsaws. No. And I, my, I, I can get through a haunted house, but I hate the chainsaw because what if, what if one of them is nuts and they put the chain on it and really kill, try to kill Well, people? come on. Oh. They, no. they make it. I also no. think we were at the same year because it was like it, it what, what, is what you're describing. It was like a, it was like a junior prom gone yes, and crazy. Were in blue yeah. and white cheerleader outfits. Those little bitches. We went and the same year. So mm-hmm. Harry, so I see the door and I didn't know what it was, but I said I wanted there. I wanted there, and I opened this door and all of a sudden I was in Diagon Alley. Now Harry Potter world, Diagon Alley, the Diagon Alley is not uh, allowed to have the horror night because it's a yes. different theme. So when I tell you. I rode the Gringotts bank ride. It's so good. The whole, I said, I'm not leaving until the park closes. <laughs> no. I'm staying in here in Harry Potter world. So J.K. Rowling is a stupid turf, but yeah. Harry Potter world <laughs> saved your life. Saved my life from those wretched little cheerleaders who, frankly, they pro- they looked like Trump supporters. They live in Florida. And, <laughs> absolutely, well, they lived in Florida. I also have to say one thing. I have to say one thing about... Harry Potter books, Harry Potter films, Harry Potter theme parks, whatever. <laughs> Don't let J.K. Rowling being a jerk and a turf take the experience that you had with the books away. I thought Daniel Radcliffe put it really beautifully because beautifully. if you have a relationship and you got to read Daniel Radcliffe's sort of statement on this matter because I Through thought it was Trevor beautiful Project, and yeah. I really love him and I, I give him a hug wherever he is. If you got something out of that book that was about how love can conquer all, about how, you know, this the the evilness that is a purification of race is something to be chased out of the world. If you got positive things out of the book, if they're a part of your childhood, no one can ever take that from you. And I thought that was really beautiful. And you know what? She... She's Voldemort. She's been changed by her wealth and she's been changed and she is not able to recognize her privilege any longer and she is a different thing. But your experience with the books and with the films and with your enjoyment with that content is yours and don't let it be ruined for you. That's my message. You know what Harry Potter books did to me? Radcliffe's message. They love Daniel Radcliffe. What a sweetie. I I wish Rosie Donald show was still around so he could be a guest on it. But bringing it back, (laughs) bringing it back, bringing it back. uh, Of course. I loved the Harry Potter books until the final book came out on my 21st birthday and everybody <gasps> left my birthday party to go get in line at Barnes and Nobles. Shut up. Uh, for all you Gen Zers who are coming for my millennialness, Barnes and Nobles is a bookstore, if you know what a <laughs> yeah. book is, you little bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Learn about books. How about that? Learn about books. Learn about don't books. Ever come for, don't ever come for the books in the bookstores. Wait, bef- before, we, before we go, I did want to ask you, I don't want you to leave without asking about this, but like, so you've been a drag artist for years. And uh, over I feel a like, decade, yeah. Yeah, over a decade. So you kind of have seen like drag race explode drag into this next level. I recently found cleaning out my papers. Uh, uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> Do you remember a couple at the beginning of the pandemic? Uh, is that a weird sentence? At the beginning, yes. remember at the beginning of the pandemic, the national international nightmare. At the beginning of the pandemic, I posted my season two audition tape on my <gasps> Instagram. Oh my gosh! How many years did you audition? Uh and I posted the <laughs> video because ah! I was going through my papers and I found the note card that RuPaul used to sign himself being like thank you for all it was like a printed card but then rupaul would like sign it being like thank you for auditioning for rupaul's records for season two and i found that i said i said i am going to post my season two audition Uh uh uh-huh wow and it's 
there. Uh, it's there. It's there. I, I'm grateful that human beings can evolve and, and grow and learn. Yes. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know so, what you're saying. I get you. Because well, so I started drag before YouTube tutorials. So everybody, right. every drag queen had to have a messy phase. Mine just happened to last six or seven years. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, every drag queen has to have a messy phase. Now these girls come out looking, you know, uh, uh, tilapia, they said. Oh, wait, did you just hear me like, stutter during that? Tilapia! Um, <laughs> they just look so beautiful because they look mm -hmm. at the, the interweb and paint yeah. before they come out. I didn't have the luxury uh, of that, you know, dial-up. And yes. so, uh, <laughs> so I, I was very um, unfortunate looking. You were a dialogue no. queen. But the fact of the matter is, like, you, what you were was authentic. Yeah, yes. but, you know, I, I worked. I worked, and I'll tell you why. Talent. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I don't want to say, I, I'm not a great queen, but I, I know what my strengths are. And, and, I, and, I, and I think, you know, a lot of these queens today... Listen, you can look beautiful, but if you can't hold an audience by yourself on stage for an hour, you are an incredible queen. You're an and incredible you are, queen. You are, you are inspirational. And I, I feel like if Drag Race has made people think that being an incredible queen means showing up with a perfect face and a perfect shaped body in terms of how you constructed it and being able to be good at snatch game, et cetera, et cetera, let's just say for a second that that is not drag. That is being a Drag Race contestant. Yeah. So you are I mean, I love the show. I love watching the show. And I, of course, we all love the show. Yeah, I love the show. I love seeing my friends on it. And I love seeing, meeting new friends because of it. You know, yeah. getting to work with Queen. I've worked with so many of them. I'm, I'm filming something. I mean, it will be out by the time this airs. So I can say it. I'm filming a Netflix panel with a bunch of Drag Race girls. And I'm very lucky in my mm. career that I've been able to have a career that many Drag Race girls have without the show. Absolutely, I'm very, I'm yeah. very fortunate and for whatever reason the universe has has made i'm very lucky and and i and i think it's important like i said earlier whenever you have anything like that in your life use it to be of service to people so i hope my drag is an opportunity to to show people that yes you can be funny and silly and do fun stuff and and you know tell silly stories about saying I'm a pussy in front of a princess. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I hope if anybody <laughs> takes anything away from my drag, I hope it's that, you know, drag is political. Drag is an act of political revolution in itself. Uh, uh, that Use your drag to be of service and use your platform to be of service. And, and, and you have an opportunity to really help and educate people. That's why I love shows like We're Here. I love, yes. you know, uh, Dragnificent. I was so grateful mm -hmm. to do Shade Queens uh, when we did that. Um, I, I love the Boulay Brothers. Dragula shows a yes. whole new side of drag, where there's drag kings and and all different types of drag artists. And I and I and I I think um, I, I you know I I, I love seeing you know Jan and Jackie and Britta are great friends of mine, and I loved seeing them this season. And I can't wait to yeah. see who's on the next season. And uh, and I and I like that Drag Race put out a statement about the the fans this week. You know, stop being the fans are so vicious to those girls and say the most racist, awful stuff, and it's terrible. That's not what drag is about. You no, know, no. it's a competition where you're you're competing for a crown, but at the end of the day, like, we're all, you know, a community. And, and drag, the greatest thing about drag is the friendships you make because of it. 
And and I hope that all these fans who watch that show see that like the girls care about one another, even though they're competing and they're reading each other and there's shade. Mm-hmm. Shade is not being an asshole. Shade is like a funny, silly thing. Don't be a dick, you know? And, and a lot of these fans act like that and it's wrong, you know? Drag is about uplifting one another and supporting mm-hmm. one another in your art, whatever your art is. And um, and so I was happy that the show put out that statement. I wish the host put out more statements. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But I love World of Wonder and I love Drag Race and I'm grateful that they've given me so many opportunities to be on panels at DragCon. I love doing DragCon. I love being a voice uh, uh, at those events. And I and I, I love working with them. You're doing, you're doing them, you're doing them a favor you. because you are a superhero and we're so proud of you as a representative of our community and we're so excited about everything that you're going to do. And I mean, we are we are huge fans. And this is what I was going to save earlier on for, for later was, I mean, this is just me saying that... Uh, just seeing Marty in action is to love Marty. And I, you know, Marty, Marty, Marty and I, we worked um, a march one time. <laughs> Wait, my eyebrows were so busted that day. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. I do. Oh, oh, clunky chunkies. They, they look, they looked like two clogs. No, you know, you little wooden shoes. Looked like day. I painted wooden shoes on my face. I don't know what I was thinking. You wore a gray, <laughs> a long gray wig and a purple feather dress, and then it was truly like float after float, community after community that was representing the whole march like you were running down and like dancing with them and people were just ecstatic to see you and i was like oh that's right like marty is like i love being queer i love pride i love being queer so much i love it you you are someone who embodies every part of that spirit like you unify people you bring people together from from every corner of this community it is that you would in terms of in terms of disparate communities that you would think wouldn't be connected but you bring them together in such a beautiful way and I think I mean yes your drag is inspiring your drag is public service and it's so amazing to see we love it we love it so much Marty thanks babe thank you we love you thank you so much for being here vote for Marty in 2021 and we'll be talking more about this and we love you and um, I love you on guys this ep- on this episode of Las Culturistas like any other we do end every episode with a song Matt go who is that girl, girl? Back at me. Why is my religion someone I don't know? And for more of that, you can listen to the soundtrack of Mulan. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort 
and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 